Hey guys, it's Lisa, and you are listening to What's Next with Lisa. We made it episode four, and we also made it to June. So welcome to episode four. We're going to be talking about how to set healthy boundaries, a little bit of toxic positivity, um, some big buzzwords that I hear a lot in my private practice. And so what we're going to do in this episode is give you a quick outline on how to feel good about setting healthy boundaries, how to feel good about showing up for yourself and maintaining positive relationships. A lot of what I hear is that people feel bad for setting boundaries. They're not sure if they're appropriate. So I'm going to outline all of that for you and hopefully get you feeling better about taking control of what you need and how to set good boundaries that don't alienate everybody in your life either. We can go too far with those boundaries as well. So like I said, today is June 1st, 2020. We made it. And holy moly, what a six months we've had in 2020. There is a lot going on in the world and a lot to talk about and a lot to work on and take some time for self-reflection, take some time for our responsibility and what we can do to make this world a better place. And I hope that you're all taking some time to self-reflect to take a look at the world around you and ask yourself, what can I do to make this world a little bit better for myself and the people in it? And so if you listen to my previous few episodes, I like to start each episode by taking some comments and questions about the previous material. And in the last episode, episode three, I talked about noisy versus quiet decisions how to trust what you want and making decisions by quieting the stuff in the world around you, quieting the external factors like people's opinions, um, what people will think, and really getting in touch with yourself, your wants and your needs, making a decision, and then making a plan. So hear me when I say that. You make the decision first and then you make the plan. And so As always, I welcome your comments and questions. You can find me on Instagram at what's next with Lisa. You can also email me at what's next with Lisa at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know what you're struggling with, and I will address it on the air. Um, So let's get to it. Um, The first question I had that I I wanted to address from last week's episode is an an awesome question. And I'm so glad that somebody asked it because after I was done recording, I actually thought I should have addressed that. Somebody's going to ask and I'm so glad you did. So thanks so much for emailing. And so the question says, Lisa, decisions really aren't that easy when you have other people in your life that are affected by them. Can you expand upon making choices that you want When you're married or you have kids or you have parents or other people in your life that are affected by those decisions. Awesome question. And like I said, I really should have addressed this in the podcast. So thanks for calling me out. Um, It's such a great question. And here's the thing. I want to be clear. When I talk about getting quiet and deciding what you want, this goes for people in relationships, marriages, friendships, kids, parents, the whole nine yards. And you're still going to have to have a conversation, hopefully, with the person you're in a relationship with about what you want. You can't come to the table not knowing what your needs are or what you want and expect to have a healthy conversation that feels good. And it's also not fair to expect your partner 
to anticipate or know what you need or want. We we think a lot of times that they should, right? We've been with them for a while. They know you better than anybody. And you think, how the hell do you not know what I want at this point? They don't. I promise you, they don't. And so, um, you know, quieting the noise of what they may think is going to help you make an authentic decision about what you need and want and then be able to bring that to the table and say, hey, I've been doing some thinking. This is what I think I'm needing. This is what I think I want. What do you think about that? Or what would you want, right? And if those two things align, awesome. You're both making authentic decisions that feel good and you both feel empowered in the relationship. If those two things don't align, that's where you that's your starting point, right? That's your starting point to say, okay, what can we get creative about and compromise on? What feels good to both of us? And I can tell you this much. If you do things consistently for other people because you think it's what they want or you think that's the path of least resistance, you are going to wake up one day and feel really unfulfilled in your relationship. You're going to get resentful. You're going to say that your needs are never met. You never get to do what you want. And in a sense, that's not really fair because you're responsible for advocating for yourself. You're also responsible for having a partner in your life that can hear that and either meet you a part of the way or talk to you about a compromise that feels good for both of you. And so, you know, I think it's a great question. And I think it's something that we underestimate a lot because sometimes the path of least resistance in relationships feels easier. And um, I would tell you that the, the starting off point, though, is what's easier is just getting in touch with yourself, being responsible for yourself, and bringing your wants and needs to the table. So if you've got comments or questions, like I said, email me at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram or Twitter at whatsnextwithlisa. You can DM me on either of those. Comment on my page, follow my Instagram page, all of the above. You guys know how it works. Um, And let me know how I can help. So let's get into this. We're going to talk about healthy boundaries and toxic positivity. So kind of a twofer today. And I have to tell you that I think the one thing I hear the most in private practice when people talk about setting a boundary is, well, I feel like I'm being selfish, right? Or I feel like I should be thankful for what I have. I'm overthinking things. I'm making too big of a deal of this. What if I regret this? What if I'm being a nag or difficult, right? These are the thoughts, though, that have kept you believing that your needs aren't important. So a lot of us tend to minimize ourselves. We prioritize others. We're choosing other people first. We say, well, that feels good. That's what you do when you're married. That's what you do when you have kids. To a certain degree, I'll give you that. However... Just as I said before, consistently doing that just minimizes you. It minimizes your needs and you want your wants and leaves you feeling resentful. So here's the deal. When someone crosses a line and you bring it to their attention, right, it's natural for that other person to feel something about it. Maybe sometimes embarrassed or sad, uncomfortable. The same thing when somebody brings something to your attention that they didn't like, right? Think about how you feel. Sometimes you get defensive. Sometimes you get sad or embarrassed because you don't want to hurt somebody else. The same loop is going through their mind as well, right? Here's the thing, though. You aren't asking 
for their feelings about it. You're not asking to be told that your feelings are wrong or their feelings are wrong. Everyone is just asking to be listened to. And so it's really about finding that magic middle to feel good about setting a boundary. And if you do one thing today, it's to stop minimizing your needs and second guessing what's right or wrong for you. You're the only one that knows what's right or wrong for you. So it's it's interesting because a lot of times it's not even really the boundary that we struggle with. We struggle the most with how will the other person respond? That's what we work so hard to avoid. So when you say, oh, I don't like confrontation or I don't want somebody to feel bad, that's really what you're avoiding. So again, you're in that loop of minimizing your needs, right? And your job is not to solve or carry somebody's reaction or feelings or to make them feel better. Your job is to create a life that works for you and that feels fulfilling for you. And there's a way that we can set boundaries where you're not in somebody's face telling them what an awful person they are. And we're going to get to that. And so just stick with me here for a minute. So trusting what works and makes sense for you and your family, the people in your life, it allows you to give yourself and the people around you the space to be responsible for and process their own reaction, right? A lot of times we take accountability or responsibility for how somebody's feeling. How can I fix this? I did this. I have to fix this. No, that person is responsible for their own reaction. It might make you feel bad to say, gosh, it it seems like I really upset that person. You've got to create a space, though, between that emotion and actual conscious thought and say, no, this is theirs to work through and this is theirs to carry. I'm confident that what they did was not okay. So they need to process that and figure out how to come to the table and either have a conversation with me about how to do better or just not come to the table at all if they're not accepting of what I need as well. Relationships and friendships are two-way streets. It's a contract between two people each getting their needs met. So it feels good, right? And like I said, they don't have to be spoken harshly. And the people who don't respect them Yeah, okay, they may need a little bit firmer or harsher version of that boundary. If they're just not getting it, you may need to be a little bit firmer. But we don't need to come right out of the gate in full-on angry mode. And so I would caution you, if you're one of those people that holds everything in and stuffs it down, stuffs it down until the point you just explode, we want to try to dial that back a little bit. And I want you to think about processing things and bringing them up as they come, right? And so feelings and and issues with boundaries tend to get way more explosive when you push them down and don't process things as they come. And so the challenge I have for you today is to say, hey, when something bothers me to the point where I really feel like I've been disrespected or that's really not okay to happen again, I'm going to challenge you to push through that discomfort and figure out a healthy way to say something as you go way less explosive, and also way healthier for you and your relationships if you process things as they go, right? And so let me give you some examples of what a non-harsh, if you will, boundary might sound like, okay? So example number one. Okay, so this is probably really hard to hear, but that's just not going to work for me. That doesn't make me feel good. 
And there's your jumping off point for the conversation, right? Hey, I don't mean to deliver something that's hard to hear that hurts your feelings, but this isn't working for me and this is why. Okay, so we all have those friends that ask us to go out and maybe we feel obligated to go when we really don't want to and then we go and we're miserable. So a great example for that might be, hey, thank you so much for the invite. It sounds like a lot of fun, but I'm just going to stay in tonight. Done. You don't owe any further explanation, right? And yeah, they may try to get you to go out or they may try to get you to go, but that's where you have this these great new tools that I'm giving you to say, I'm just really feeling like I need a night in next time, right? So leave that door open. You've got to show up for you though. And then, um, you know, another example might be, gosh, I'd love to be able to help you with that. I just can't. Done. And we have to get out of this mindset that you owe these super lengthy explanations for saying no. We've all seen the memes and things on Facebook and Instagram that say no is a complete sentence. It is. But at the same time, you want to deliver that in a way that feels good for both you and the person you care about, right? And so when you're not used to relating to people in this way, it does require you to step out of your pattern of behavior, right? So if that's pushing everything down and just kind of taking it until you explode or going out when you really don't want to or overextending yourself because you feel like you have to be there for everybody, that's a pattern for you. And it's this is going to require you to step out of that pattern and step into the discomfort of showing up for yourself, right? And having confidence about what you need. But here's the other thing. You're also going to have to have to start have to start having confidence in the people in your life to respect you and love you enough to say, yeah, I, I want good things for you or I want to do better for you. So it's not just about trusting what you need. It's about trusting the circle that you've brought into your life to say they they care about me enough to want to do this for me, right? And so harsher boundaries, we've all done them. We've all set them, right? Um, we've used F words and swear words and things that aren't very becoming of us that maybe we feel bad about later. And I'll tell you what, when you explode and you set a super aggressive boundary that you don't feel good about, that's when you start to recoil and say, maybe that wasn't a big of a deal because you feel bad about your behavior. You don't feel bad about wanting better or wanting them to treat you in a different way. You feel bad about how you reacted to it. So be really self-aware of that, right? When you start to feel guilty about how you treat other people, That's when you start to recant and say, oh, maybe it's not that big of a deal. It's because your behavior was so outrageous and it wasn't becoming of you that you feel bad, right? And so, you know, people pleasing, always saying yes, I have to bring this up. And I, like I said before, I will address this. I'm going to do a whole series on patterns of behavior in relationships, patterns of behavior from childhood. And so I'm going to address this further, but I want to touch on it here because for all my people pleasers out there that are always saying yes, I want you to know that it's a survival technique, right? It really is a survival technique for short-term acceptance. So I can tell you that that short-term acceptance, even though it feels good in the moment to have somebody say, 
oh yeah, I accept you or that's great and kind of be that people pleaser that just smooths everything over, that is what's going to lead to a long-term resentment. It's going to lead to anger. It's going to lead to dissatisfaction in your friendships, feeling like you're pulling the weight, feeling like you're fighting harder. And you've got really no one to blame but yourself. You've got to take accountability for what you bring to the table. And yeah, I mean, are there times that we do things we don't want to do for the people in our lives because we care about them? You bet. That's just relationship 101 and that's compromise and that's figuring things out. But if you're making a pattern of that to feel accepted or to not make somebody, quote, upset, that's a short-term survival technique. And so your brain, every time you do it for a little bit, goes, I'm the one they like or oh, I did this for them so I feel good about me. It doesn't lead to long-term fulfilling satisfaction. Trust me on that, right? And so... That's boundaries in a nutshell. So it's really about being self-aware, quieting the noise and saying, you, I mean, you know, your gut, your intuition tells you that doesn't feel good. That feels disrespectful or this person's always taking advantage of me. I mean, the list goes on and on. And so it's really about quieting that noise and saying, okay, this is not okay. How do I address it as it comes in a calm way by saying, hey, you know, this isn't really working for me. Was this your intention? Because, and that's a question I ask a lot, this is how I'm taking this or this is how your behavior makes me feel. Was that your intention? And if it wasn't, how can we do that better so we both get our needs met, right? And so don't ever assume you understand somebody's intention either. A lot of times it's just about a conversation and and the people in your life might surprise you and say, oh my God, no, I would never want you to feel that way. How can I communicate that differently? We all communicate differently, right? And sometimes people say things that are over the top or do things that don't feel good. And I would challenge you to address them and set a boundary for what you need and what feels good, but do it in a way that's becoming of you. Try not to communicate your pain with loud, angry statements that are going to make you feel bad later and make you recant on what it is you need. And so... That's a that's a quick 101 healthy boundary setting. You guys can do this. You can show up for yourselves and choose you. It's going to make you feel more fulfilled. It's going to make you feel better about yourself and advocating for yourself. And I promise you it's going to strengthen your relationships. When both people are investing in their behavior in your relationship, it's going to feel better. It's going to feel like you're both getting a better return on that investment. So that's going to lead me to toxic positivity and the reason I wanted to do these two topics together is a lot of times we try to just look on the bright side and say oh well I should be grateful for what I'm getting or it's okay they're really trying and yes sometimes those things are true however when you're too positive so when you're too positive all the time I want you to start to be mindful on whether or not you're avoiding something, right? And that's when it becomes toxic. When you start to avoid really blatant, red flag, non-negotiable deal breaker things to just be grateful for what you're getting, that's toxic. And we live in a society where we think, oh, we should always look on the bright side. We should be grateful for what we get. And I think that's true a majority of the time, 100%. I agree with gratefulness. I agree with positivity. 
What I don't agree with is avoiding the bad stuff so you don't have to deal with it, which is another survival mechanism, which leaves you angry and dissatisfied and unfulfilled. And it leaves you with like this kind of positive attitude, but underneath usually a lot of rage and sadness, okay? And so, you know, to look at things as either negative or positive is just really way too simple. And like I said, we live in this society where we should all be grateful and always try to look on the bright side. And when you are, when you're using that as a way to avoid, right, or as a way of covering up the truth, it's usually a truth that you don't want to face. So does a relationship need to end? Does a friendship need to end, right? And so you've got to stand and deal with your truth, right? You're responsible for yourself. And so setting boundaries is a way of not avoiding. And it's also a way of dealing with things. And you've got to ask yourself, am I denying or am I growing? Because setting a boundary and showing up for yourself and not just looking on the bright side all the time or covering up the truth is an opportunity for you to grow as a person. And so when you start to think about people things happening in your life, I want you to try to replace, let's look at the positive 100% of the time. I want you to replace that with, I'm going to trust myself and I'm going to replace it with a little softness and compassion for what's happening. And so what that does is it takes the edge off the anger. So when somebody does something that you know isn't okay, And you're inclined to just say, oh, I should be grateful for what I have. Or gosh, they're really trying, so I'm just going to look the other way and avoid that truth. Especially if it's emotionally abusive or a really toxic pattern. Try looking at the person in the situation with just a little softness and compassion. And that's going to soften your approach to them. And that way, you're going to be able to say, you know, hey, I I really love you and I really want this to work. Your behavior, though, is unacceptable, and it's it's a deal breaker for me. So how can we, how can we come up with a plan so this can work for both of us? So you can vent and um, be validated in how you're feeling, but not put me in a place where I feel abused or dismissed, right? And so when you're able to take a step back and soften your approach to somebody that helps to soften how you approach the negative behavior, right? You've got to trust yourself to know what you need. And when you start to really trust yourself to know what you need, what's acceptable and what's not, that's going to give you the permission to move through whatever you're facing with compassion and softness for yourself and also the people in your life, right? It doesn't feel good to be angry all the time. And so I would challenge you to say, how can I create some softness around this situation to not only try to understand what this person is going through, but show up for myself in a way that says, how can I support you, but not do this for you? They've got to come to the table and do something too, right? So to do that though, you've got to look at who you're inviting into your life too. You want to invite people into your life that can be soft and accepting of the good and the bad, right? So self-worth, we talked about that in episode one, how you value yourself 
works hand in hand with self-accountability. You can't use it as a mask to just say, I'm okay no matter what happens. You've got to be accountable to yourself. You've got to be accountable to yourself and feel good about how you're approaching people to say that I'm worth I'm worth more than what you're giving me right now. How can we fix that, right? And it's really a two-way street. You cannot do it alone. And I also think that when I talk about what kind of society we live in, there's a really big push in the last, gosh, few years to want to just be happy, 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 happy all the time, right? We're chasing happiness. We're seeking happiness. And I can tell you this much, that's not going to make you very happy. We have got to learn as human beings to sit with the bad feelings too. And they're okay. It's what makes you beautifully human. It makes you beautifully human to say I'm sad today or I'm angry or I'm feeling like I'm not enough or less than. You've got to learn to sit with those feelings and know that they are okay. They're going to pass. The happy will come back. But There's clinical data that actually shows the more you try to talk yourself out of an emotion or suppress an emotion, the more intensely you feel it. So my best advice to you would be is to let them come in. I always tell my private practice patients, feelings are like visitors. You've got to let them come in before they can leave. Learn to sit with that. Learn to quiet the stuff around you and just say, gosh, I'm feeling really sad today or I'm just feeling really off today. How can I sit with this for a few minutes and then decide what I need, right? Because it's figuring out what you need that resolves that emotion. You can sit with an emotion, but until you resolve it and figure out what you need, it's going to kind of linger there. And so that's how you can take action, right? And say, I'm not going to be positive all the time. I'm going to learn to sit with these negative emotions too and figure out what I need to feel better. And that's okay. You are beautifully human. Life is hard. It's not perfect. Relationships and dynamics about what everyone's feeling and thinking and needing are hard. The one thing you need, though, is a willing participant in that relationship. So it's going to be really hard to set boundaries or sit with negative feelings if you don't have a willing participant on the other side. And we'll get more into that when I talk about relationships. And so Don't forget, you are all beautifully human. Um, The good, the bad, even the times you're not so proud of, create softness and compassion for yourself and know that you're doing the best you can, right? Right now is right on time. This is all an opportunity for growth. It's all an opportunity to figure out what works for you and start to cultivate some really fulfilling, good relationships in your life that get you excited. And that's okay, They should get you excited. So that's it. Healthy boundaries, toxic positivity. Send me an email at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. Tell your friends. You can download this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. I've got my Buzzsprout link up on my Instagram page. And so as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Send me your thoughts and questions, and I will do my best to address them on the air. And... Have a great day and take care of yourselves. See ya.